Hey everybody, welcome to Rider Club Radio, the grand finale. Dun dun dun. Everyone shed a single tear for Rider Club Radio as it rides off into the sunset, never to be heard from again. Pour one out onto the curb for Rider Club Radio, never to be heard from for 30 days. 30 days a month, you'll never hear from us. (laughs) Every day. Uh, I'm Jeff. And I'm Liam. And if you didn't stick around to the end of last episode, you're probably uh, in a bit of shock right now that we're talking about the show ending. Uh, We're not actually ending the show. We're just going monthly now instead of weekly. And uh, fuck you if you're against it. (laughs) Some poor sucker. Like a friend referred him. Check out this Rider Club radio. Oh, okay. I'll check this out. And then gets to hear Jeff being like, Nah, welcome to the end of the show. <laughs> Asshole. Nobody told their friend to listen to this. <laughs> uh, we're going to be doing a monthly podcast that probably has a bit of a different um, formula to how we're doing it now. Mm. Because we won't have like a weekly news segment. And uh, we'll probably restructure how we're going to go at the Sentai second. Even though it's Sentai three episodes compared to the one we're doing now. <laughs> probably but, um, going to be a little looser. A little longer. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be longer probably. Yeah. But we'll, uh, we'll be delivering it to you at the end of every month. And it'll be like a digest retrospective of the past four episodes of that month. Sure will. So be excited for that. But before that, we got to get through this one last piece of shit. Okay, let's do it. Let's push this it. This week, this week we watched Common Rider Build episode four and Chojin Sentai Jetman episodes twenty three, twenty four, and twenty five. So Liam, why don't you tell us what happened on Build this week? Sure. So if you remember last week on Build, a terrible CGI snake uh, stabbed Build in the back. And he fell over unconscious. So this week he wakes up in the, uh, like at his house in his basement. And Soichi is like, yeah, we woke you up. Uh, you got poisoned, but I guess it was just knockout poison. It was a stunning agent. And then uh, even though Sento hasn't shown any sort of, like, wariness of Soichi at all the rest of the series, he just suddenly goes, Right, you just happened to find me. Hmm. <laughs> Isn't that funny, Soichi? I hear you can it's, crush iPads. And Soichi's like, I feel very attacked right now. <laughs> what what did, did you do? You, I did you a fucking favor. And now I you saved your life shit. twice now, you piece of shit. <laughs> uh, we learned that uh, it was entirely Soichi's idea for Build to exist. Mm-hmm. He's the one who told him to be Bill. Interesting, isn't that? (laughs) Continue. So they get up, he gets up and he's like, Oh, uh, I need to find out more info about the Skywall disaster and about the box. I need to learn about this shit. So they get Meatan to do it for them. She doesn't want it, but they do it. Meanwhile, over at Faust, they they re-smashify Nabushima, and this time he's a cube man. Yeah, they make him a double smash. Yeah, he's. they're like, whoa, what, what happens if we, we smashed him already? What happens if we smash him again? Does it fuck him up even worse? Let's try it. So he turns into like... And it does. Yeah. 
He turns into a cube man, and he runs off to cause all kinds of untold havoc. I love the evil organization modus operandi in Japanese stuff. They create, like, world-shattering monsters to see if they can, and then they just open a door and let them go. <laughs> They're like, you know what, we don't need you anymore, whatever. Go well, do whatever. If you want them to shatter the world, you gotta let them out into the world, Jeff. I guess. Is, is that the point? Is that what Faust wants? I don't know. It's just like in Jetman. They're like, here's this dimension beast, and then they just dump them out the back door. Go! Yeah, just first thing you see, blow it up. They're in sort of a competition to see who can kill the Jetman now, but before that, what were they doing? Uh, killing everyone else in every other dimension? I guess. I so, guess. <laughs> back to build. Sento, he's at work, and he's like, hey, look, I was, I was looking at this video of the box. And I found he's talking to his boss, the son of the Prime Minister, who's definitely not evil. Yes, he says, I'm the looking chief. At the chief. I was looking at this video of the box, and it looks like it's got layers, because two of the panels fly off. What, what's that all about? The guy, after so long, is like, no, no, it doesn't have layers, it doesn't, I swear it doesn't have layers. He cracks and goes, <laughs> yes, it's got layers. Okay, it's got layers. Uh, we and- lost them. We lost him. Bill and he's book. like, you mean they were stolen? And he was, no. No, we just dropped them at the turnpike by accident. We, we just, they, they fell They the fell ground. off the back of the motorcycle when we were driving it over. <laughs> when we were driving it over to Faust. I mean, to my mom's <laughs> house. We were driving it over to friend's house. A friend's house. <laughs> my friend. My smash expert friend. My friend Faust. I mean, Frank. Faust. <laughs> Fast. His name's Fast. He's quick. So, Bill, like, he remembers seeing the panel, one of the missing panels, at Faust's base in his flashback. So he's like, he's really suspicious of this, because they deny the existence of it, and then he remembers it at Faust, and it's gone missing. It's really, the whole thing is really suspicious. But uh, he leaves it for now, because in Sato, uh, Banjo and the, the reporter are, are, are in the, uh, they, they go to rescue Nabushima's family. Mm-hmm. And there's this ridiculous sequence where they like they sneak him out in a big box, and then they drive a van away, and a robot cop that's armed with a bomb in his face tries to explode them. Yeah, so they jump the boat in the van, Here's and the... the van explodes in the water. Here's the thing. A minute is a lot of time. I don't know. There was no other guards. Why didn't they just get out of the van and run away? Why didn't they just like stop the van and then like have... Uh, Banjo just knock him off the top of the fucking van and then continue going. I don't know. Instead, they do something much better. They do a sick jump over the boat, jump out of the van midair while carrying a child. With a child! With a, a tiny, fucking child! Like a toddler. Land onto the just shoulder land it onto the boat while the van lands in the lake and fucking explodes. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. That's and apparently they... the mother that dr- that Bill, like, saved earlier in the previous episode is the biggest badass in the whole show, because she's just standing like Captain Morgan on the <laughs> front of the fucking boat while this explosion happens in the background. Look, she, she runs smuggling runs. She knows about this shit. It happens all the time in her world. I figure it probably has a lot more to do with the fact that they didn't tell the actress that there was an explosion behind her. <laughs> Just stand on the boat, and then, like, afterwards, they're like, oh, we have to add an explosion to this scene. Whatever. No one will notice this. Two fucking weirdos from America won't notice this shit. Yeah, no. Only childs watch this. No adults watch Kamen Rider. Only one weirdo from America will notice it. (laughs) See, it's in Toei, that's the acceptable quota. One weirdo. (laughs) One American weirdo can notice your shit. So the the van explodes. Glad it's me. (laughs) 
the van explodes and they cut away because uh, Nabashima's fucking shit up as a cube man and Sento goes to yes. take care of him and they have a big fight in a park Bloodstark shows up he, he embiggens Nabashima yeah, and he fucking throws his staff from the moon and makes his monster grow yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sento of course calls upon the jet Icarus to fight it <laughs> This is a big boring fight scene, and uh, <laughs> I don't pay attention to it. I just minimize the window while I do something else. <laughs> and he takes the smash, smash essence. It makes a, it makes actually. I don't think it's made a comic. We know it makes a comic book. Yes, the last one made a ninja, but he takes the cube man smash essence into his little bottle, and uh, he, he he they take him back. They take Nebushima back to the pit. But his memory is lost due to the second smashification. His memory is Yeah, he doesn't wiped. even remember his own daughter and wife. It's yeah. sad as fuck. Most people just don't remember, like, vaguely don't remember some shit. Nabashima is just gone. Which points to Sento having something similar done to him, since he doesn't remember anything about his life. Mm-hmm. So they don't have any testimony. They can't. He can't testify that he was, that, um, Ryuga was framed. Banjo. Yeah, so he's fucked. So Sento, Sento decides instead to investigate the panel in the basement. Well, he, he like, realizes, like, Nabashima's like, oh, this is the same panel that they had at the at Faust headquarters. Mm-hmm. And then Sento remembers it, and then he just starts fucking smashing the wall with a hammer to get to it. And he pulls it out, and he's like, Soichi, why do you have this? Are you with Faust? And before Soichi can answer, the show cuts away, but then he answers in the next episode preview. <laughs> so I'm not sure what they were going for there. Whatever. Whatever. Jeff, what I don't you think, think you're supposed to watch the next episode. Please. I think <laughs> it's just there for investors to know they're making another one. <laughs> like any investor would be like, yeah, this Common Rider show is good, but I feel like they might abruptly stop it after episode four. So should I keep giving my money to Toei or? No, no, watch until after the the episode ends. Trust just, me, just we're wait. going to do another one. We We've already gone, done it. We haven't gone bankrupt just yet. We've done at least one more. We're hurtling towards bankruptcy, but we're not there yet. Just you if, wait. If them sales figures say anything about it, it's pretty quick. <laughs> Jeff, what uh, did you think of Build 4? Well, it's important to point out that uh, Banjo has a big character moment in this episode where uh, he is pissed off that Nabashima can't go to trial for him, can't prove that he's innocent, but he's much more like worried about the fact that he's lost his memory mm. and his daughter and wife can't get to him anymore mm. so he like he tries his damnedest he says you know I don't care about me but think about your daughter who yeah. loves you and yeah. what you're doing to her and we see some more of Sento being like a really fucking cool dude where he's like explains to the little girl in a way she would understand that about her dad's memories and how he, they can make new ones. Using science, he explains. He does a little Mr. Wizard, a little Bill Nye. <laughs> and she understands. She understands. But it's a real growing moment for Banjo. Mm-hmm. I... Um, I... Must I say, really like this episode. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really liked uh, the the plot thickens, and I notice when I'm writing, I, I write little plot synopses so I can remember exactly what's happening when I give the thing. Mm-hmm. My ones for build are very complex and very long. Like this, this show has a lot going on. I noticed. Oh yeah, like there's, there's a lot like of subplots. layers of stuff being like there's layers of things that are being shown to the audience little by little. Like layers, eh? Aha. Uh-huh. Hey, 
um, they don't show that they don't look, they show but they don't tell that this is probably something that happened to Sento and that's why he doesn't have his memory. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure it'll be brought up later, but Nabushima completely loses his memory cuz he's re-smashified. Yeah. They don't know that yet, really. Mhm. Or maybe like Bloodstark tells him. I think Bloodstark yeah, Bloodstark tells him and says, "Hey, we, we already smashed this guy. We smashed him again. The side effects might be worse. That's, I think, what the line yeah, was. Yeah, he Roughly what it was, that. yeah. And so they have, like, the barest understanding of what's going on, but I feel like they're going to put the... They're putting the, like, little steps together to figure out what happened to Sento for the audience. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. I love a good mystery when we as the audience aren't in on it. Yeah. I lose all enjoyment of a mystery when I'm in on it. I don't want to know who killed who or who did what. I want to figure it out along with the protagonist. Yeah. Yeah, it's more satisfying that way. Uh, I get the feeling that Soichi saying that he's with Faust in the next episode preview is a red herring. Because the rest of the preview has nothing to do with that. Yeah. So I feel like he's going to be like, I'm with Faust. Just kidding, ha ha ha, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> That's what I would say if I was with Faust, but I'm not. <laughs> actually, I'm with Anti-Faust. <laughs> I'm with Foundation X, actually. Did I ever tell you that there was like a novel based on like the 1971 Common Rider, like with Hongo and stuff? I that, think you uh, did, where like his brain gets merged with... Uh, oh no, that's the original. Oh, okay. That's the original manga. But uh, this one is set during, like, the Cold War. Oh, really? And it has, like, a lot of historical context. Uh, but the thing, the specific thing that the, that brings to mind is the fact that there's an anti-shocker in it. Like, a government organization called Anti-Shocker. Really? That uh, turns out to almost be worse than Shocker as the series goes along. Well, like, their methods are brutal or something? Yeah, and they have like a ulterior motive mm. for what they're doing. I like see. it's trying to get the shocker's technology to use it as a military. I see. So it's like it's like in Sentai when they form a coalition except awful. Yes. I see, I see. But it's it would be exceptionally interesting if Soichi was part of an anti Faust and that they were just as bad, if not worse. Yeah. That would be what that I would, be... what I figure is gonna happen is uh, Soichi is not Bloodstark, he's not Nitrogue, he's not really part of Faust, but he was at some point. Yeah, because he does have those special powers, so there's got to be something up with the guy. And then he split off and decided to take the organization down so that he could take complete control of Pandora's box. Oh. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. You think Soichi might actually be a villain? Yes. I think he's going to be a villain, but I think it's going to be... Double, a double turn around. He's going to be a double heel face turn. Interesting, interesting. See what I like a lot about Build so far is it's really good at laying breadcrumbs. There's so many breadcrumbs in this series. Oh yeah, with uh, with like Ryuga figuring out his shit, uh, the the Prime Minister's son, the mysteries about Faust, the mysteries about Kira, uh, Sento, the mysteries about uh, just everything is a fucking mystery. So it's it's there's so much shit to nibble on. There's so much plot stuff for the show to work yeah. with, and it's you know been what it working. Reminds me of what? Gaim. Yeah, like it because, lays a bunch of threads. Like, 
I'm having like little conversations with people now about like what I think is going to happen, which I haven't really done seriously about a writer since Gaim. Yeah, we got we got like deep into discussions about where we thought that series was going. Yeah, I remember that. There was all these uh, debates about what Helheim actually was and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I was under the impression for a really long time that Helheim, Helheim was the future of Earth. Yeah, I liked that. I liked that explanation. But it turned out to just be another dimensional forest. <laughs> Spoilers! Whatever. Whatever. The show is like yeah. four years old now? If you haven't watched Gaim, I'm an asshole. Sorry. Go watch Gaim. That's really not the point of it, though. Like, yeah. There's a hell of a lot more to it than that. There's a lot more spoilers in Guy. It's Boy. not really other-dimensional at all, but whatever. It's it's complicated. It's You'll complicated. find out. But yeah. the point is that we constantly had debates and discussions and uh, like brainstorming sessions about what the answers to the mysteries were, and that's already starting to happen a little bit on episode four of Build, which has me excited. They've, yeah, they've laid so much stuff, like the doctor, that even the random doctor that Ryuga killed supposedly has a dark, horrible secret. The astronaut mm-hmm. that activated the Pandora box has a dark, horrible secret that we want to know about. It like seems it's, like he's Soichi, actually. It's <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but there's all this, like, there's just all this shit that the show is setting up. And I hope the writers can do a good job with it. They seem... Like, the writing on build seems really solid so far. So, I'm excited. There's, like, mysteries that haven't even really been touched upon yet. Like, we know that... Uh, what is Soichi's daughter's name? Misora. Misora. Mitan. Mitan. Misora has a special power that no one else seems to have. And in the opening, she's wearing a bracelet that has the Pandora's box symbol on it. Yeah. Which I'm really curious to know what her deal is. There's a, because there's a... if Soichi's the one who activated Pandora's box, why does Misora have this power? Yeah, there's a bit where in this episode where they're like, oh, there's a new, they made a new full bottle. I thought only Misora could do that. And they look over mm-hmm. at her and she's like, no, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so many mysteries. Mysteries upon mysteries. And I fucking love it. I'm yeah. really liking Build a lot. Yeah, to me be too. Honest. That's one in years. So far. I mean, it's four episodes in. But I'm really thoroughly enjoying it. There's a moment in this episode that really, like, cemented my enjoyment of a ca- character interactions between Banjo and Sento. And it's when they're on the phone together. And they're dead serious and, like, filling each other in. And then they're like, alright, you uh, stay safe and try like try not to get into trouble. And he's like, I won't, trust me. And then they, like, hang up and I'm like, these dudes are a fucking team now. <laughs> I'm psyched about that. I really like the, the episode recaps that are done by, they're done in character. Yeah, I like that Last too. Week, the brilliant physicist, Sento Kiryu. <laughs> it's... There's a lot of care put into this one. I feel like some common writer series can really be slapshot, right? Mm, yeah. It re- or slipshod, but whatever. But it seems like they're piecemealed together as they go along to try to create a product. Mm. They need to exist so that the company can produce toys, so they make it. Yeah. But this really seems to have a lot of weight behind it. Like, a lot of thought went into everything that we've seen so far in this series. It seems like it's been planned since the beginning. Like, they know where it's going to end right now. 
which is astonishing. Which a lot of writer series, you can tell they didn't know where the series yeah. was going to end when they started. They did a really cool setup. The only thing that usually happens when they do a really great setup for a writer series, and it seems like they know what they're doing from beginning to end, is uh, the plot could pretty much be resolved at episode 30. Yeah. Or episode 25. Yeah. And something happens to artificially lengthen the plot for the rest of the show. Yeah, because making... So I'm like worried a, about that. Making like a structured, paced narrative for 50 episodes, we've said this before, is really hard. Mm, that's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of episodes. I was thinking about that with Jetman, that we're only on 25 now. Yeah, yeah, really. 51 episodes of the show. Holy shoot. But, uh, I I have faith in Build. I know there's going to be some missteps along the way, but I'm already so into the main characters. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I thought I wasn't going to like the uh, reporter lady. Yeah. Uh, Because I thought she was just going to be like a weird outside element that doesn't really fit in too well to the narrative. Uh, but she seems to be the adventure-chasing type of reporter. Yeah. Like a Lois Lane type, where she just continuously throws herself into situations because it's adventure. Yeah. And I love that type of character. Charging headlong into danger to get the scoop. Like, I'm, I actually like Lois Lane a lot as a character. Yeah. So, seeing, like, a Lois Lane in a common Rider series who isn't just a damsel in distress, mm-hmm. like Lois Lane used to be back in the day. Yeah is excellent. I wonder if Lois was partially the inspiration. Like, I know that Maybe. character archetype is a lot more ubiquitous nowadays that you, like, it's it's probably hard to pinpoint one specific inspiration, but... Well, I figure it might have been inspired from multiple sources, but yeah. all of those sources owe themselves to Lois Lane. Yeah. She's been intrepid girl reporter Lois Lane since the 1930s, so... Yeah. <laughs> but it's... There's no character that I really dislike so far. Yeah, there's no, like, superhero. Even even Misora. There's a, a funny little bit with Mitan this episode where they're like, can you do the Mitan thing? And she's like, I really don't. I'm tired right now. And they're like, we need you to do it. We need you to do it. We need you to do it. And they, like, put the camera on her so she can't not do it. <laughs> and she's like, hey, everyone, it's Mitan. And she covers her face real quick with her hands and, like, gives them the side eye. It's kind her of a funny little... character is perfectly balanced to not be annoying. Yeah. She's not just an idol, and she's not constantly screaming and trying to act cute. It's an. She's it's she's shown an, to the audience that it's an act. It's she's, and that makes it much better. It's it's what actual Twitch streamers are like. Just this huge fake personality that they put on whenever they're on camera. <laughs> anyway, come to our Twitch stream, everybody. <laughs> anyway, internet. It's true. If you're a Twitch streamer, uh, you know it's true. Don't pretend. <laughs> yeah, Don't outside pretend. of this, outside, as soon as Rider Club Radio goes off, I'm like a chain smoker. Ah, fuck Kevin Rider. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as it goes off, Liam's like, anyway, I gotta fucking go. Don't talk to me for a week, asshole. <laughs> it's a month now. But Don't uh, mention Don't mention Common Rider. Don't mention Super Sentai. I have to go lift weights and die in a see- ditch. If I see any spandex for the next week, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I'm killing you and then myself. My if only. <laughs> it's just build is exceeding my expectations because, the, and it's not just because they were so low because of the uh, inverse Toei suit principle. Mm-hmm. It's because 
it's good. It's legitimately really good it's, so far. Yeah, like like uh, recent recent good rider shows like X Eight and Drive, I'd say are like the recent good ones mm-hmm. are good, but Build has this little extra like effort, little extra punch, and like I said, that little extra like it seems like the writers know what they're doing and aren't making it up as they go along. That Build and X Eight didn't really have right from the start. You can't yeah. you couldn't really detect that shit right from the beginning with them. X8 is weirdly, like, two separate shows when I look back on it. Yeah. At, like, the halfway point, it just switches to an entirely different narrative. Yeah. Where there's a different villain, there's a different set of circumstances, characters are on different sides suddenly. But even if you just look at, like, the early episodes of X8, it clearly sets itself up to be episodic. Like, the Mm -hmm. setup is, like, here's these bad guys that attack periodically and the doctors that fight them, and there's not really much else to chew on except maybe Dan Kuroto. Mm-hmm. But, like, Build clearly has... It has that same thing. Here's the bad guys that attack and the guys that fight them, but there's so much more stuff that's unraveling, like, slowly and gradually. Mysteries. Yeah, mysteries, that it feels like it's a lot more planned out. The mystery element of the show... Uh, if anybody's listened to this program before, you'll know I'm a big, like, mystery novel guy. Jeff I loves like, that pulp. I love a pulp noir. I'm a big fan. Uh, this is not that, but it is a mystery, and I fucking love to sink my teeth into a good mystery and try and figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm like the asshole who watches an episodic mystery show and just constantly is talking about what it could, what the resolved issue will be at the end, like mm. what the answer to the mystery is. Yeah. Uh, some people don't like that guy, but I am that guy, so <laughs> I love him. Some people don't like Jeff. Some people do like Jeff. There's two types of people on this earth. This, there are two types of people on this earth. The living and the dead. Learning about Jeff. <laughs> like me or die. <laughs> uh, I'm just really is, excited about where Build's gonna go. Me too. I can't believe that it's bucking the inverse Toei suit principle so hard. I guess, I guess maybe it's not true after all. Mm, now that you've said that. No, episode you, 5. You've doomed us all. Every mystery is going to be solved in episode 5, and then it's uh, it's a fucking ghost is going to show up, and then it's going to be the rest of the show. And then uh, everyone will just take a back seat to ghosts furthering adventures. <laughs> the Genma are going to come. It's going to be the same show. Oh, God. <laughs> if Ghost ever showed up in a com- like an episodic Common Rider series, like a main Common Rider series, I would just shut it off and never watch Common Rider again. <laughs> they would never, they would never do that. Ghost was pretty popular, was it? I feel like That's all Rider shows are at least pretty popular. I don't know. I, I don't really know any of that shit. Mm. It's weird how little I care about the goings on outside of what I see on the screen. Yeah. Like, I really, I, I know some stuff about the actors, and, like, a little bit about the directors, but that's literally it. Mm-hmm. People are always like, who's your favorite writer-composer? And I'm like, fuck, I don't know any composers. Mozart? <laughs> Bach? Handel? Yeah, we're, we're, we're huge plebs when it comes to writer. Yeah, it's weird that we do a podcast about it. We're, we're the worst candidates. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's just because we uh, don't make anybody listen to it. So fuck you if you got a problem with it. Not that. <laughs> Jeff, we're we done talking about Bill. Fuck you, me from ten seconds ago when you said that about us. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. That guy's a dick. Done. I never have to see him again, thank God. Jesus, you gotta see me once a month. No, I mean Jeff from ten seconds ago. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I, I should be thankful for that every day, right? I don't have to see me from a few seconds ago ever again. <laughs> that embarrassing deep. piece of shit. Fucking deep. Hashtag deep. <laughs> Also, uh, build suits are fucking great. So cool. So cool. I love them. It's very double. Like, split down the center color scheme. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of, like, red-blue split color themes. With your Spidey-Man and your Kikider. Spidey-Man, a Soupy-Man, Kikider, Metalder. Metalder, of course. Who could forget? Fucking Heat Trigger. Heat Trigger is... Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess, yeah, double. Yeah. I, I was thinking of heat metal for a second. I was like, well, that's, that's the not. standard one. Yeah, that's the that's the real that's the best match. That's the best match. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Liam. Why don't we get into some news? Sure. First of all, I have some images to show you. Oh God, we're doing the live reaction. Live reaction. SIC. Fucking. Oh, it's Gaim... always fucking SIC. I know. I don't bother with it. Gaim Kachidoki arms. SIC. Got announced. So, give me the link. Give me the link. Peep this shit. Oh, shit. Right? That thing is dope as fuck. It looks so... Look at his sword. It's huge. Yeah, why is it so big? It's, it's supposed <laughs> to be like a cannon. Like an actual... Like a, like a big, bulky samurai rifle. I guess it's... It would be massive. So they make it fucking huge. Like, you notice it's got more, like, matchlock stuff on it? When he's yeah. holding it like a gun. Like, it's, it's a little more... Supposed to be a little more like samurai esque. Looks fucking awesome though. Holy it shit! It really does. <laughs> like I love the the helmet becoming like laurels. Yeah, as it goes up. That's really cool. What the hell happened? To SIC. All their stuff was so shit before Gaim. I feel like they have what they need. They have characters that have a super hard motif mm. that can play into their really really detail-oriented style. Yeah. When you take something like the Showa Riders and try to make SIC out of it, you gotta fucking, like, shit the fuck out of that yeah. to make it look anything like SIC style. Yeah, because, like, older riders don't really have a whole lot of detail mm-hmm. in them. They're very simple suits. Damn, what a cool-looking figure, though. Right? So that's neat. Check that out on the blog post. That's fun. Yeah, check that out. I don't. I still don't think I would ever buy an SIC. No, me neither. Because I don't have money. But I don't have the money for that. Jeff, I'd I've got a question. I've got a question for you. Apparently, one of the people who writes into us went to Japan and surveyed a hundred unmarried Japanese women and asked them between 20, between ages this twenty didn't and thirty. Happen. This did happen. <laughs> this and did asked, not happen. And asked them which common writer actor they would like to be their boyfriend. And, uh, this, okay, it wasn't, it wasn't someone who sent in questions to us. It was just, they did a, a, a survey. Toei did a survey. Okay, Toei did a survey. This or, or, makes sorry. much more sense. Not Toei, a Japanese publication called Taishu. But it just okay. seems like the kind of questions that we get asked all the time. Which Kamen Rider would you want to date? What would be your boyfriend? I thought you were just fucking with me from the beginning. I thought you were just <laughs> like, being, this whole story was fabricated. Fucking Jake the Snake did a survey of a thousand <laughs> Japanese unmarried women. Okay, so they asked all these, they asked all these women, they said, which Kamen Rider actor would you want to be your boyfriend most? And Jeff... Without looking, what do you think was number one? Between uh, unmarried women between 20 and 30. 
was the demographic? Uh, Sengoku Ryoma? No. It was uh, Gentaro. Really? Yeah. Well, he is very positive, and he has a go-getting attitude. Yep. And then second place was Philip. Third place he's, was... He's a cutie pie. Yeah. Third place was Ryotaro. Uh, fourth place was Tendo Soji and Shinosuke. Tai. Yeah. I would I would choose Shinosuke. He's a career man. He could take care of me. <laughs> Fifth place was Kuga. Uh, sixth place was fucking G3, which oh, I guess all the good taste women... <laughs> Only 4% of them had good taste, unfortunately. Also, if Shinosuke and I got married... Uh, it wouldn't be as freakishly weird with how tall I am. <laughs> Shinosuke's fucking tall, holy shit. Yeah, I don't know his actual height, but it would be better than, like, if me and, uh, Gaku Sano got together. Mm. And you have to lift him off the ground if you want to kiss him. But I would. It's worth it. So yeah, that, yeah, that it happened. seems like women are pretty evenly split in Japan between wanting like a dickhead like uh, Tendo Soji mm. and wanting like a super weak-willed like wussy man like uh, like a Ryotaro. <laughs> no wonder your birth rates are so low. I mean, the heart wants what the heart wants. That's like, true. That's true. And I can't fault them for picking Tendo. No, Tendo is a dreamboat. He's so attractive. He got to be on Girls. Um, Kamen Rider Diner revealed it's the 30th anniversary of Kamen Rider Black, so Kamen Rider the Diner had a bunch of Kamen Rider Black Already items. Already chuckling at this news story. Why? Because everybody was passing around that image of Robo Rider's drink that just has a fucking gun made of ice <laughs> pointing at you. <laughs> yes, I was gonna get to that. There's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff, and it's all fine. It's all like usual uh, Kamen Rider Diner stuff. But the, the the Robo Rider drink has like a gun made of ice, I think, in it. Yeah, just pointing at you, and it's not like a it's not like a Rider gun. It's just like a Desert Eagle. It's it's just a fucking like forty five. Yeah, is what it is, <laughs> and it's fucking like I would have loved. I'm sure that they split this like uh, food item making thing into teams, right? Like you have to make an item based on Robo Rider. You mm. have to make an item based on Black RX. You have to make an item based on Bio Rider. Bio Rider, yeah. Which had to have been the one that they got, and they were like. Seriously? Uh, blue liquid. Alright, done. <laughs> it's a drink and it's blue. I'll take it that paycheck, like, please. Uh, by far the simplest. Yeah. I like the uh, the like shield platter. It looks like that shield oh, the shadow yeah. had. That thing is awesome. I like Man, that. I want to go to Kamen Rider the Diner so Me bad. Me too. I had a friend I don't that went to Japan. Care about the rest of Japan. I just want to go to that. I had a friend that took a two week trip to Japan, and he's not a Common Rider fan at all. And when he got back, I was like, "Did you go to the Common Rider Diner?" He's like, "Fuck! Why would I do that?" <laughs> I was like, "You wasted your entire trip. You wasted. You went there for no reason. Why would you waste all that money?" I don't want to live vicariously through anybody again. Like three people I know have been to Common Rider the Diner now. Shit! I just want to go myself. <laughs> I barely have enough money to go to MAGFest this year, so fuck it. Yeah. Oh I'm not boy. heading to Japan anytime soon. Oh boy, MAGFest. 
I've already paid up, though, so I'm definitely going to MAGFest this yeah. year if you're going, everybody. I'll see you there. See you at MAGFest, kiddos. I'm sure you can find out what I look like on my Twitter very easily. Mm-hmm. Last news, uh, biggest news this week. This came out, like, an hour ago. This is nuts. Uh, Toei trademarked the names of two Super Sentai teams for 2018. Two of them. Two Super Sentai teams. Police Squad Pato Ranger, which I guess is like pa- Patrol Ranger, yeah, patrol, I guess ra- Patrol Ranger. Patrol yeah, Ranger. Patrol pat- Ranger. And Phantom Thief Squad Lupin Ranger. God, so, Japan loves Lupin. They love... It's like their fucking favorite thing. Every time they meet, every time there's a thief, it's always Lupin. It's always fucking Arsene Lupin, the number whatever. <laughs> now, Jeff and I are theorizing... And I think this is the truth: is that it's going to be, be it's going to be a show about two Sentai squads fighting each other because, like, cops and robbers kind of thing. Actually, I'm not theorizing that they're going to be fighting each other like solely. I think there's going to be an evil organization that they're both set up against. Well, for sure, yeah. There's always going to be an evil organization. Uh, there's constant infighting between the two teams because cops versus robbers. Yeah. What I really want it to be about is like here's these thieves that have like a brilliant scientist. On the team, and they're like, yeah, we can be these, like, rangers that help us steal shit real good. And then the police, in response, are like, we have to have our own rangers. We gotta make our own, like, G3 team of rangers. Some shit like that. What I'm hoping is that the police have something about them that makes them different. Because Mm -hmm. we've already done police several times. Yeah, we got Decca Ranger, and, uh, you know, it's usually space police, I find. But maybe these guys are gonna be regular-ass Earth police. What I'm really hoping and I just thought of this mm. I hope that this like police ranger pato ranger are lupon ranger and oh. they do a double life to try and fight this evil organization that's funny that would be hilarious like I would be so on board for that and that would be a really novel new idea for a, for a Sentai series. Yeah, they seem to be like branching out a little with Sentai recently, which is cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I I'm excited to see what the hell this is all about. Uh, people keep telling us that we really should have given uh, Q Ranger. Yes. Uh, more of a shot because we only went three episodes, and mm-hmm. apparently it turned out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's too far into it, I'm not going back. If I'm going back, I'm going back to Tokyuger because it was written by my fucking waifu. Uh, oh my god, I always blank on her name. Sakamoto? No, she wrote Ryuki, she wrote Deno, she wrote O's. Oh yeah, I don't oh, remember her name. Christ She's not my waifu, though. So. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I know it, I know it, I know it. I know it as we hear typing noises in the background. <laughs> wait wait it's coming don't edit any of this out by the way oh, leave no. it in don't worry wait wait it's coming everybody okay wait Yasko Kobayashi Kobayashi Yasko okay. Kobayashi <laughs> Every time I talk <laughs> he, he about it. He knew it. He was just trying to access his data banks. I was trying to access the data banks in my brain. Yeah. Requires it was all up there in the gray matter. It's very complicated. I get it. But yes, yes, Kobayashi wrote Tokyo So if I ever do go back, it'll probably be that one. Because I think it, it might be good. 
If I go back, it's most assuredly gonna be to, um... Fuck, I really wish I would've thought of the word I was gonna say before I started that sentence. Sun Vulcan? No. Uh, I didn't finish Sun Vulcan, actually. I got, like, three-fourths of the way through it and didn't finish it. Yeah, I finished it a little while Go later. Buster. Go Busters. I heard that yeah, one was great. Yeah, everybody keeps telling me Go Buster would be right up my fucking alley. So that's yeah. the one I'm going to go back to if I go back to anything. Yeah, maybe once Jetman's over and we have a little more freedom. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah we could do like little t- little corners where we just discuss our feelings on shows that we're not watching. Like the other one isn't watching. Yeah, we could do that. We'll okay, see. We can do whatever. Who cares? Yeah, no one's our boss. No, fucking John Toei doesn't own us anymore. (laughs) Since RCR Corp went bankrupt right at this actual moment, we're technically the highest ranking employees, so I don't think it'll last long. Rider Club Monthly. Middle management has exploded, but yeah, we're, it's, it's, it's a evolving situation. We're the CEOs of Rider Club now. (laughs) Um, is that all for news? That is all for news. Why don't we take a trip over to the Super Sentai second and talk about uh, Chojin Sentai Jetman episodes 23, 24, and 25. These episodes are fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, The first two episodes are a Mm two-parter. And what happens in those episodes? Well, these... Another team of Jetman appears. Semimaru wakes up, first of all. Yes, and he is a super bulky-ass red armor. Yeah, I was just going to say, he looks like red armor from Ghosts and Goblins. (laughs) And uh, he kicks the Jetman's asses. And another... He ruins them. He rips their robot's fucking arms off. Yeah. Look, the suit actor's actual arms got torn off. It was horrible. There was real human blood pouring out of him. It's crazy. Uh, but a second team of Jetman appears from another dimension that Viram ruined. Yeah. And they pop out of the uh, dimension and they're like, fuck this! And they have a super cool robot. It's... A second, yeah, Jet Garuda. But, like, the second team of Jetman, who they obviously didn't make costumes for two out of three of them. Yeah. <laughs> since they, uh, you know, coincidentally don't transform except for one of them. Yeah. The one who does transform might look familiar to the eagle-eyed viewer. Ah, eagle-eyed, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's why they pay me the big bucks around here since I gave myself a raise. (laughs) He's Dan from Jew-Ranger, playing a character named Dan. Dan from Jetman. (laughs) Who who wears blue. Yeah. What the fuck? And he's pretty much the same character, just a younger version. He's, He's goofy and slightly more thirsty, but he's Dan. Dan was pretty fucking thirsty. That's true, he was pretty thirsty. Yeah, he's but basically he, Dan. He's like a, a younger, more annoying Dan. Mm. It's like a dry run for uh, Jew Ranger. When he first appears, he flips Akko's skirt. And Akko's like, what the fuck? She wears panties with her face on it, first of all. But she's like... I thought it was a bear or something. No, it's it's a little... Car- it's, I think, the same face that was on the Akko-chan cups. Ramen cups. Oh, like a little like, anime version of her face. Also, like... We're supposed to think that Dan is like a weirdo, huge fucking pervert for doing this right, mm. and I'll you baka hentai or whatever. Mm. But the camera is like two inches away from her ass when he flips <laughs> the skirt up. Like I know what you're doing. All right, this is it's 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 important, okay, for the children to see. These kids need to know that she wears panties with her face on it. Someone's someone's got to pick up for the failing sex ed programs over in Japan. I guess. 
Godspeed, love. Godspeed. He flips her skirt and he's like, "This that's just how we greet girls in our dimension. And they're like, is this, is this true? They ask one of the other ones. They're like, no, no, not at all. He's lying. The best part is we learn Ray's name, the leader mm-hmm. of the other dimensional bird squadron. We learn Dan's name. And we don't learn the girl's name until she fucking gets killed. Her what? name is never said once. Really? It's Rekka. Rekka? Yeah. She ain't no Rekka. She got her ass kicked. She didn't oh, shit. I don't, I don't remember if it's Rekka or not. But I it's something know. similar, I think. Yeah. Because she gets murdered and only one person says her name once the entire mm-hmm. episode. That's fucked up. Uh, also very funny, uh, I noticed it very heavily in this episode for the first time, but upon recollection, it's in every episode. Mm. Whenever anyone is calling for the Jetmen or the other team, they only mention the name of the guys. Really? Yeah, like when the commander gets on the thing, like when they're being attacked, she goes, Ryu! Guy! And that's it. <laughs> And, like, when they're calling for the other team, anytime Ryu's talking about the other team, he says, Ray, Dan, we need your help. <laughs> I didn't like, notice Jesus, that. Japan. I didn't notice that. That's interesting. And also, I, I guess I feel bad for Raita. Because nobody ever yells his name when they're talking about the team. <laughs> well, is he the first man you want on the scene? No, I don't want... Yes, he's a second man. If the choice is between him and Guy, I'd definitely choose Raita. I would pick Guy. Guy came through in a pinch in the third episode, though. I liked the second these these new rangers showed up. They get Guy's murdered. like, well, we've got some help, so uh, I think I'll just I'm gonna, fuck off. I'm gonna piss off and go, fuck ladies. He's like, is it in... No, it's in the next episode. He plays. He's playing poker with two Playboy bunnies by a pool somewhere next to like yeah. his mansion. Mm-hmm. How does he get That's into the these situations? lived. How <laughs> the fuck does he get into these situations every episode? I don't know. In the first few episodes, it seemed like he was just a gross card shark mm-hmm. that had like a lot of money. But he's like some sort of weird half celebrity rich guy. <laughs> he's on a date with two girls at once in one of the. Yeah, episodes, I think the first one. Both of them are perfectly fine with it until he gets boring, and then they leave. <laughs> Maybe they were down for a threesome or something, and this was just the pre. The pre-threesome. one girl does. The one girl does say, "Let's go home." <laughs> like she doesn't say, "Let's get out of here" or anything. She says, "Let's go home." Let's go back to our shared home. That's uh, funny. the The moral of the story is: don't be extra rangers. Yeah, yeah. That turns out very poorly for you. <laughs> Here's the thing, when they showed up, and we're like, we're also from a dimension, and we want revenge on Viram, I was instantly like, they're evil. They're secretly evil. They're gonna join up. They're secretly evil. I I was spoiled. I thought that they lasted longer than two episodes, but I was spoiled that they were good guys, and they ended up dead. Oh. I thought, like, the, the, the second they were like, we're from another dimension, and we are also conveniently birds, I was like, this is so obvious that they're fucking evil, and they're gonna backstab everybody. How fucking stupid. Stupid was Dan's transformed state. That was. It has to be the dumbest costume I've ever seen. I like his headdress. God awful. He had a nice headdress. God awful. He was like an alien bird. He had like big, (laughs) like gray alien eyes and a bird head. I like the bit when Radigate kicks everybody's ass and he jumps in the Jet Garuda. And he's like, ha ha, now I've got it. 
and Dan like leaps into the cockpit in his full headdress regalia and double murders himself and like chases Radigay off by blowing fire in his face. Yeah, which is a power he had the whole time, apparently. Yeah, these guys are badasses. Uh, not really. <laughs> and they the die end, very easily. And in the end, the Jew, the Jetmen get a new toy. Almost called them the Jewogers again. The Jet Garuda. The, they, and they the funniest fucking thing what? about uh, this whole series is that, like... In any other Sentai I've ever seen, the big bads send a monster, and if the monster gets fucked up, they're like, eh, whatever, who cares? Yeah. I'll make it giant now. Mm. But in Jetman, like, the generals just fucking jump out like, ah, I'm here too, and just fucking start attacking them and ruin their plans. <laughs> it's really hard to tell what's going to happen sometimes because of that. Yeah, the, the leaders in Jetman are a lot more proactive. Uh, Radigay is super fucking pissed that Semimaru gets destroyed thanks to um, Great Icarus. Yeah, the Great Icarus form, is the name. Yeah, yeah, the form that Jet Icarus and Jet Garuda make together. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets blown the fuck out, so Radigay's whole plan is ruined, and he's just a giant bitch about it. <laughs> well, he's been building this thing up for... Well, like six episodes now, seven episodes. Everybody laughs at him and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if you were in that bet and this guy's like, "I got this bet. You guys are all fucked. I got it. Check it out, Semimaru. Two yeah, episodes he's also, and he's dead." He's also like endlessly berating them for being weak fools and like nothing they do is gonna matter because Semimaru is gonna win and they're yeah. all a bunch of fuckers. Kneel down at the birth of the devil. Fuck you, people. And they all laugh. <laughs> uh, but Maria has plans this episode. She Wait, creates... I wanted to mention one thing real quick. Isn't it incredible sure. how these warriors from another dimension who also fought Viram are also bird-themed and have a bird-themed jet that turns into a bird-themed giant robot? And they also transform, supposedly, into color-coded bird warriors. Isn't that crazy? I'm going to guess the antithesis of Viram is bird. That's their greatest weakness is anything with feathers. Just wait until fucking Jet Crow and Jet Gull show up. <laughs> uh, in the next episode, uh, a plotline that could have been a double-parter but isn't happens. Yeah, it felt like things episode... resolve themselves really fast. This episode was dire enough that it could have been a two-parter. But it wasn't. It's a evil squadron, evil team of Sentai, and they just kind of defeat them. There's a there's a light armadillo that shoots a light at you, and it makes your shadow appear and sap your energy away, and also beat you up. Mm. It's so a good they, plan. Yeah, it's a great plan, and they do it to the Jetman, and they it works really well. But then guy, yeah. like there's Un- a scene. Unfortunately, what? And ironically, much like Birdman. The shadows have to be in direct sunlight or else they lose all power instantly. Who's Birdman? You don't know Birdman? Like It was like a Hanna-Barbera superhero cartoon. Oh, I thought you were talking about the movie with Michael Keaton. No, I'm talking about like, it was like a Space Ghost type show. Oh, I and then, think I vaguely... And then like later, later on on Adult Swim, they made Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Yeah, 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 I vaguely remember Birdman. Yeah, Birdman had to be in direct sunlight or else he lost his powers that instantaneously. Is terrible. Yes. So yeah, yes, the, the clouds appear 
and Maria's like, well, my whole plan's falling apart, so I better leave. And she has to, like, use this horrible dark magic to clear out the clouds and make the sun appear, but then Guy well, just she shoots turns, her. She turns night into day, is what she does. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's, it's later when she does that shit, but... Yeah, she waits, I guess, to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and Guy just fucking shoots her. And that's... Uh, yeah, that's... well, Grey fights him first. We have this whole plot that happens throughout the episode where Grey is very obviously in love with Maria, even though he's a robot. Well, he can also smoke, so he's he's clearly not an ordinary robot. No, he can smoke and drink, which mm-hmm. makes him, like, he's like Bender, I guess? Yeah, that's it, he's Bender. <laughs> Bender bending Rodriguez? Um... <laughs> uh, so he tries to protect her, but Guy just fucking shoots her. He gets his shit wrecked first, mm-hmm. and then he shoots her. He he runs at her with the Bringer Sword, which I never got the name of, the Bringer Sword. And you it doesn't it. work. You're bringing it. Because you bring the hair, the hurt to the enemy. Yeah, and It doesn't exactly. work because Grey gets between them, and Guy goes, well, fuck, what if I just shoot her from far away? That'll, that'll work. Oh, yeah, I have a gun. Jesus. I forgot. The Burdonic Blaster. So he just shoots her. So he shoots her. her. The end. And... Uh, the team use their fucking uh, Super Sentai cannon, which all Super Sentai teams have, mm-hmm. to um, blow the fuck out of the armadillo. Always got a kick that the cannon was uh, made out of a car. I like that. That is really cool. It's like a buggy that turns into a giant-ass gun. That's impressive. I do like that it's it's symbolic, right? They have to work together or else it's useless. Yeah, there's a funny part where they're like, Guy, it didn't work because you weren't there. You didn't have... We didn't have the full five power on the cannon. I love how Guy operates, right? You can get right in Guy's face and call him a punk-ass bitch, and it's not... It's your fault that everything went wrong. (laughs) And he'll just be like, ugh. But if your name is Ryu, and you say anything... If you say a word to him, like, hey, Guy, how's it going? He's like, fuck you! And starts swinging. (laughs) Like, he just hates Ryu's guts, but he's because perfectly the... fine with anybody else shitting on him. Because he's got a crush on uh, Kaori. Kaori. And Kaori's in love with Ryu. Yeah, well, fucking man up. Sometimes that sometimes that shit happens. Even though Guy has beautiful, uh, eligible women and Playboy bunnies yeah. throwing themselves at him and playing strip poker and shit. None of that's you enough. Know, Maybe the problem is he's just going after all these, like, skip-scap-scallywags. Maybe he should just fucking be trying to get, like, a nice girl. Yeah, maybe a guy should play the fucking field instead of going after a co-worker. Yeah. It's tough to find love when you're an adult, right? It's yeah. tough. It's tough to. You have to go after a co-worker. There's really no other choice. <laughs> Unless, of course, you go to the Playboy Mansion all the time and drink by the pool. Which apparently guy is just pro at, so. That's, that's he him. He worry, yeah. Uh, I think that's all I gotta say about Jetman. Uh, enjoyable three episodes. The two-parter was much more enjoyable than the third. Yeah, I like the two-parter. I like Dan. Uh, Dan was a fucking shock. <laughs> I saw him and I was like, is that... That's not him. That's just a guy that looks like him. That's not fucking him. And I looked it up and it was no. fucking... It was him. As soon as I saw him, I was like, is, is that fucking Dan? And they <laughs> called him Dan. And I went, oh my god. How is this happening? Uh, the actor's name is Hideki Fujiwara, That's by the it. way. He died, and then he woke up as a caveman, and was like, "What's go- what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it works, man. Apparently, You know what is. I always wanted to do? What? Is run a tabletop game, right? 
or be in a tabletop game that takes place during the caveman era of Jew Ranger. Oh, shit. Where you pick, like, a tribe and become, like, a knight of that tribe and, you, like, you transform into whatever color that'd be that cool. tribe has or whatever. Yeah, that'd be kind of kind of neat. That would be pretty cool. I like that. I like that idea. Um, why don't we jump into some emails, though? Do it. Our first email is from a flesh-colored ranger. Okay. <laughs> name withheld upon request. Sure. His name is Zach. He says, hey, new listener, new writer. I'm slowly catching up on Jetman so I can listen along with you. I believe the words murder bus first made it a priority. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's interesting to see how your opinions intersect and differ with mine. For example, I just watched the camera dimension two-parter and was bored to tears. I can't stand uh, shoehorned-in love stories in my fiction. I feel like Liam's more into the... Uh, triangle than I am. I like I like juicy drama. Yeah, I don't. I, I feel like that's the cheapest, lowest form of drama. But I mean, oh, Jetman, Jetman at least does it in a way that's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Jetman it's, just it's like, not frustrating because it's so over the top. Yeah, Jetman dives headfirst into the cheese whiz of a of a, of a love triangle and <laughs> just the bathes in it. Whiz? The cheese whiz and just bathes in it. Uh, especially when we're talking about lifeless, odd-looking Cowrie. Man, <laughs> she's, she's pretty, I no, guess. No, no. She's no Sayla. No, she's no Amu. Mm. Uh, but God Noodle, or Noodle Dimension, is yeah. hands down my favorite episode so far. That's yes. what I like in Toku, off-the-wall Japanese stuff. Yeah, Noodle Dimension was cool. At least we can all agree that Murder Bus is totally tits. Mm-hmm. I love my favorite part of Murder Bus is that there were like hastily thrown together organs all over the inside walls of it when it yeah. turned into Murder Bus. <laughs> it's lovely. Uh, so I was thinking about Toku and its tropes and conventions the other day, and I realized why I felt right at home watching it. The 1966 Batman show. I grew up watching it in syndication in the 80s, and it was by far my favorite show. It's pretty much a Toku show. Formulaic plot structure, enemy of the week, spandex, hell, it even has transformation sequences, because sliding down the bat pole is more fun to watch than two grown men in a fitting room. My question to you guys is, do you love Batman 66 as well, and what other shows acted as your tokusatsu primer? Signed, Flesh Colored Ranger. I do love Batman 66. I've never seen Batman 66. Wow, I can't believe you. I'm a young, young baby. They've played it on TV every year since long before I was born. I am a fresh-faced baby, and I never... I don't have cable, too, so... Well, I mean, they played it on CBS all the time during the afternoon. Shh! Whatever! I never saw it, okay? It's super fucking campy and fun. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It's super over-the-top. It's really enjoyable. The people who were making it made it as a comedy series, Mm. but they always build it as, like, an action series. And oh. you were supposed to take it seriously, but audiences knew what they were watching. Yeah. All I know about it is that Adam West and Burt Ward had a shitload of sex. Like, they'd come uh, right off of, off of the set and be, like, fucking extras. That's what Burt yeah. Ward says in a book. Well, Burt Ward... Of course Burt Ward said that he got a lot of sex. <laughs> but, I mean, Adam West said it, too. But, of course Adam West said it, too. 
It's hard. It's there's a lot of women who tell the same story though. So mm. I just I couldn't imagine being a woman and being like going to the Batman set right, and you get fucking pawned off on Burt Ward. What? He's a charismatic dude. I'm sure. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> he's, he's really not. But you you don't go there to fuck Robin. No. All right. No, you don't. You go there to get bad dick. Yeah. That's what you're there for. The yeah. The unfortunate girls get Robin. Do you have any Tokusatsu Primer series though that like made the transition a lot smoother? Besides like the obvious Power Rangers. Mm, this thing I didn't I didn't watch Power Rangers. I always yeah. hated it as a kid. I loved it as a kid, but I hadn't watched it in a really long time. I'm trying to think of what would really get me into Toku, but I don't really have much of a, a precedent. You were a tough sell for Toku. I, I remember took, that specifically. I, I remember like in our friend group, I was I think the last. To, to start watching it, or like the yeah. second, I was one of the last. There was a dude who hang, hung around for a while who none of us really knew. He's uh, he went by the tag Galaxy Man. Mm. And he never he never converted. He hated it. <laughs> but besides that, Liam was the last person to be converted to it. He mm. was not on board for a long time. <laughs> uh, I had a lot of primers because I watched a lot of like really crappy adventure shows, like mm. live action adventure shows. Like I fucking loved Hercules: The Legendary Journeys. Ah, uh, of course, yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah, Kevin Sorbo, uh, which is a Tokusatsu series. Yeah, pretty much. It absolutely is. It's just its theme is Greek and Roman gods. Yeah, and uh, I watched the shit out of that. Uh, of course, Star Trek. Mm. has its tokusatsu elements. Like, there are rubber suit monsters in Star Trek all the time. Like, yeah, cheap TV special effects, I'm sure, abound. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's just a lot of shit like that. Like, watching Godzilla movies Mm. was probably, like, the easiest transition going from, like, shitty TV to Kamen Rider. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... I actually recommend Hercules the Legendary Journeys if you like chuckling at bad acting and special effects. And uh, it's still entertaining to me to this day. I don't know whether it's nostalgia or not, but (laughs) it's still entertaining to me. I'll put it on my list. My endless list. You're not putting this on your list. I am. Do, do, click the pen, write in it. Scribble, scribble, scribble. Yeah, alright. Done. Our next email (laughs) is from James... Who says, last time on Learning About Liam, Liam reveals his sadist side to the world and his willingness to be impregnated by spiders. What will he reveal today? <laughs> I don't even remember that, but I believe you. You That absolutely happened. I remember it. I had nightmares for a long time. Uh, what will he reveal today? Uh, first question. Which pronunciation of the Batman do you guys like? Night Rogue or Nitrogue? Uh, I like Night Rogue. The thing is, yeah, I wanted it to be Nitrogue, but it makes there's nothing Nitro about him. So, since he's a bat, a creature of the night, Night yeah, Rogue makes a lot more sense. A rogue, yeah, so. yeah he's night, a Night Rogue. Yeah, Nitrogue would be su- if he was like a race car or something. Nitro. If he was like an extreme '90s image comic character, yeah, that'd be fucking perfect. That would be cool, but he's not. So Nitro just doesn't work. Nitro is is it just works better. Speaking of, I'm gonna take a second here to talk about this because I just finished reading Supreme, Alan Moore's Supreme. Yeah, I've heard of Alan Moore's Supreme, but I've never read it myself. Alan Moore's Supreme has probably one of the funniest backstories for coming into being. 
Supreme was created by Rob Liefeld, who is most famous for drawing some of the worst art to ever grace a comic book in history. Mm-hmm. And making every character whose name has blood or strike in it mm. that's ever been in comics. And he loved Alan Moore. Mm. I don't know why. They, I couldn't imagine two guys who were more diametrically opposed as writers and creators yeah. than Alan Moore and Rob Liefeld. But... Mm. He wanted Alan Moore to write Supreme, who was this edgy-ass murderer Superman he created for Image Comics. Yeah. Alan Moore said, I'll write it under one condition. I can throw out literally everything you've done with this character up until this point and just make my own. <laughs> and Rob Liefeld said, sure. And a comic that wasn't even breaking the top 100 became the best-selling comic. Jesus. While Alan Moore was on it. Yeah. Alan Moore's Supreme is this love letter to the absolute absurdity and insanity of the Silver Age Superman comics. And he, he makes like that. one he makes like one to one ripoffs of Silver Age Superman characters. Yeah, he he really likes that era. He made like the grim and gritty like Watchmen and like Miracle Man and stuff and Yeah. People think that's what he's known for, but he he was like deconstructing eighties comics at that point. Mm-hmm. And how grim and gritty they were being. He is such a fucking giant fan of just off the wall, insane Silver Age comic book stories. Mm-hmm. Like, and he the, loved, the fact like, that they took themselves seriously. If you ever read um, for the man who has everything, or like oh, yeah. the man of tomorrow, are totally like absolutely like the most Silver Age shit you can get your oh, hands yeah. on. I highly recommend Tom Strong for that too, which is like a Doc Savage type mm. of takeoff. And he created this amazingly fun Silver Age comic world around him that's also very pulp, like 1930s, 1940s. Yeah. It's really great, but I I just wanted to bring up Supreme. That reminded me of Rob Liefeld. I highly recommend Alan Moore's run on Supreme, even though it will never be finished. Eventually, I mean, Rob Liefeld became very angry mm. that his creation was so popular now because of Alan Moore. Yeah. And he ended his run early. Oh. And turned him back into super edgy Supreme, and the book got cancelled like ten issues later. <laughs> That's funny. So Alan Moore never got to finish his story. Sounds cool. He has James has one more question that I'm going to answer. He says uh, last one is for Liam and a non Toku question. Since you have a switch, will you be getting Super Mario Odyssey? I actually have a switch now. <laughs> Look, you said it was for me, okay? Well, are you, Liam? Probably. Dude, I'm so fucking pumped for that game. It looks pretty good. It looks amazing. I'm I'm like a... I'm a big fucking Mario fan. Like, I'm the type of person who saw all the outfits that he was wearing in the videos and was like, okay, that's from the Game Boy test screen (laughs) of Mario. That's from Mario's Picross. That's from... I recommend That's like a charge and chuck outfit. Like I recognize the Picross one. I recognize the golf one that looks like the American flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recognize the one from Yoshi's Cookie. There's uh, a, there's one from Mario Paint, which I'm fucking yeah, psyched yeah, for. Yeah, the artist one. Yeah, because Mario Paint is pretty much solely responsible for me throwing my life away and becoming an artist. <laughs> Thanks, Mario. Yeah, Odyssey looks really cool. I'm excited God. to run around in New Donk City more than anything. God, I'm excited for everything about that game. I'm just like, 
I'm the type of dude who's on the edge of my seat. Like, where's Luigi? Is Luigi gonna be in the game? <laughs> like, I'm a sucker for Mario. I always have been. Yeah. And I don't. I've never played a Mario game that I didn't like. Yeah. So I'm super fucking excited for it. Yeah, it looks it looks good. I want to try it. And apparently, you can mix and match whatever outfits you want, and yeah, just... you can match the hats with the clothes and stuff. I'm I'm a big fan of video game dress up. Yeah, I'm a big fashion souls guy, so I'm uh, pretty excited about Odyssey. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Our next email is from Jetto Jaguar, who says, "Hey there, Jeff and Liam. Really liking the podcast, but I noticed that of, out of the almost one hour and a half duration of the last episode, just about twenty minutes were spent actually talking about Common Rider. Are you sure you want to keep the word Rider in the name of your podcast?" We talked about Common Rider, Common Rider news, and we answered emails about Common Rider. What the fuck do you want from me, Jetto Jaguar? <laughs> and besides, it's too late to change the brand. The name is yeah. too ingrained. I guess we could change it for the new monthly version, but we're not gonna. Mm, nope, brand. Keep your brand. I don't want to have to make new logos and make a new Twitter and all that shit. Stay on brand. Coca Cola's not gonna change its name to Super Red Fizzy Drink. God, I'd stay buy on that. brand. I'd buy that. Anyway. <laughs> I was wondering if you guys have been up to date with either the Double or Kuga mangas that have been getting translated lately. I've been enjoying them so far, but find it weird the amount of nude tits and ass and Whoa. lack of any writer action in the Double manga. Uh, Ichijo yelling, there is no god, and kissing serial killers on the mouth in the Kuga one. Any opinions on the matter? Keep up the good work. Uh, neither of us have read those. I read the first couple chapters of Double and enjoyed them, but just kind yeah. of dropped it off after that. I pretty much did the same thing. I don't. Yeah. It was it was good and everything, but I don't know. I'm reading two manga right now anyway. Yeah. I'm reading uh, Dungeon Meshi and My Hero Academia. Yeah. So that's two more manga than I normally read. <laughs> And I've been doing a weekly podcast up until now, and a, and a bi-weekly podcast, so I don't have time for shit. Jeff's time is full. So hopefully I'll be able to do some more things. Like, I haven't even, speaking of fucking Star Trek, I haven't even watched the first episode of Discovery yet that oh came no. out yesterday, so. You've got shit ain't, to catch up on. Ain't got a lot of time on my hands, buddies. There's a lot of media to consume in this world. Yeah. There's not enough me to go around. Maybe <laughs> I should just start cloning me. Yeah, that'll go great. Me, me, me. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I, I didn't get to a part that had tits and ass in it. No, unfortunately. No, the fucking Kuga manga is the one that has tits and ass in it. I remember seeing tits in it. According to this guy, Double's got tits and ass as well. God, I'm missing out. <laughs> that seems like... They're making, like, seinen comics, not, yeah. sh- not like, uh, shonen, which yeah. is really weird. Slightly older audience. Maybe, well, maybe, like, people who watch Double are a little older now. Yeah, they're, like, eight instead of five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When when you're eight, you can see tits. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Japan, it's fine. It's fine. I feel like it should be fine in America. I don't give a fuck. Just show... <laughs> Everybody should be able to see genitals... Everybody. Fuck Ooh, it. Who cares? Everywhere. Who cares? Yeah. You can't see underage genitals, though, internet weirdos. You can only <laughs> see adult genitals. There's a cutoff. It's important. Our final email of the evening, and the show, 
as in the entirety of the program, is from Jake the Snake. Of course it is. Uh, I hope you enjoy this honor that I've bestowed upon you, because you were not the one I got last in order, but I felt that you deserved it. Okay. Because you've been writing in every episode for months. And what has he written about? Hey Jeff and Liam, wish the arc of Nabushima's family played out the way you guys mentioned last episode, taking place over the course of a few episodes instead of being finished in just one. Personally felt like way too much happened this time, especially the last five minutes. Still, the new information we got is interesting, and it was funny to see Stark kicking back at the start of the fight. Yeah, he was just chilling. <laughs> he was fucking cooling out watching him fight. Stark is a very laid-back fella. He's a game-maker. He is a game-maker. Dan Kuroto. Dan's back, he everybody. Is, he is Kamida. Questions. One, in terms of re-watching them, are there any writer series that you find more enjoyable when you watch the episodes back-to-back, and are there any series that you think are less enjoyable when marathoned? I'd I feel say... like Drive probably wouldn't do well with being marathoned. Yeah. I'd say most writer series aren't really meant to be marathoned. Like, I can't handle marathons of writer. I can handle marathons like too of, much like... shit happens in writer if it's a good show. Yeah, and sometimes not enough. Sometimes it's like you watch, like, a stretch of, like, five episodes, and you're like, I've been sitting here for two hours, and, like, nothing has really happened. Yeah, that's Kuga in the middle. (laughs) Which is normally, like, it's easy 20 minutes a week, little digestible chunks. But with stuff like that... I think Gaim would probably do well. Gaim would probably be good for a marathon, yeah. Although, like, the cliffhangers are really what makes Gaim. Yeah. So maybe that would deflate it a bit. Agito's pretty good on a marathon, because that's how I've watched it. Yeah, I watched Agito on a marathon in one bit. I like that fine. I feel like just Um, most of them are meant for it, for that format. No. Some of them get, like, really tiresome or really overwhelming when you marathon them. Like, Double gets a little overwhelming at points when you're Mm. marathoning. Because I watched it, uh, the first time I watched it, I've seen Double twice. And the first time I watched it, I watched it as it came out. And the second time I watched it, I marathoned it. And boy, did I just get overloaded at a certain (laughs) point and have to stop. I bet, yeah. Uh, Question two. Favorite rider gear in Fies? Like, which is your favorite suit? Including the ones from Paradise Lost. Kaiser. Kaiser. Well, actually, probably the suit, probably, uh... Delta? Delta. Delta has a cooler suit. See, I think Kaiser has a cooler suit. Mm. I like Kaiser's color scheme and the shape of the helmet's really awesome. Yeah. It's not as sparse as the Fies suit. I feel like Fies is, like, a really awesome-looking suit until you see Kaiser. <laughs> and then Fies looks like really Spartan. I just like Delta's kind of minimalist, kind of skeletonish, black and white, like yeah. thin lines sort of look. It's it's very aesthetic. It is really cool looking, but I I can't stand Kusaka, even though I I love how fucked up of a character he is at the mm. same time. Yeah. Uh, but Kaiza is definitely my favorite of the suits. Yeah, that's he's my second. My second. Uh, Thank you and looking forward to the next episode as always, Jake the Snake. <laughs> You've got a bit of a wait ahead of you, Jake. I'm, I'm afraid you're going to have to look far forward to the next episode. <laughs> because as we're drawing to a close here of Rider Club Radio, uh, it's going to be the end of October before you hear from us again on the newly rechristened Rider Club Monthly. Yes, I've prepared a poem for this occasion. Holy shit. Yes, I hear it goes. Uh, there were two guys named Jeff and Liam, 
and they wanted to make a rider museum, but they didn't have the money, so they sold all their honey, and they started a podcast in Steed. Thank you. Thank you. You really thought that was worthwhile to put on the last episode of this podcast, didn't you? It took me actually 30 weeks to write. Okay. That was originally going to be our theme song (laughs) when we first started, but he's been writing it for two and a half years. (laughs) I feel like that's a a momentous undertaking that we've done. Two Two and and a half half years straight, never missing a single week. Yeah. Wow. Like, I missed one week when I was sick, and Mm -hmm. Tomas took my place. But this program has been going for two and a half years straight. We have not missed it. We're like Kamen Rider. We don't miss a single week. Yeah, Holy now shit. we do. Now Fuck we it. do. Yeah, but, but it's crazy to me that not only did we do like where did we fucking find the time? Not only did we do a weekly podcast and never miss one, we also did five commentary tracks. Yeah, and yeah. streams and like watching parties. Fucking like, what the hell have we been doing with our lives? <laughs> Hence the new monthly thing. Hopefully, maybe we, we, we have more time. Maybe we'll do some more uh, commentary tracks and extra shit like that. Yeah, maybe we'll have more time for that stuff. Perhaps. Stuff that's not on a schedule. It's up in the air, yeah. Uh, Rider Club Monthly will have a new format. Uh, there'll probably be a lot of new stuff about it, actually. Mm. I'm hopefully going to rechristen a new theme song for it. Cool, cool, cool. It'll probably be... There's definitely going to be a new format. We're not going to be doing episode talk, then news, then Super Sentai Second, and then emails. Yeah. It's going to be uh, different. It, it'll be a different setup for sure. Uh, however, we will still have the same Twitter, at Rider Club Radio. Uh, I actually might change it to at Rider Club Monthly, so mm. check that out. Check that out, and uh, we'll still be tweeting all month, so... We'll, we're not we'll definitely gone. put it on the. We're still going to be using the writerclubradio.wordpress.com to show uh, probably like a relinking type of thing where you can just follow it to listen to the actual episode. Mm. Because hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll shell out an actual little bit of money, put this on a pod hosting service, mm-hmm. and have it on iTunes for everybody. Wouldn't that be nice? It'll it'll be time <laughs> after two and a half fucking years. So long. So, and as a matter of fact, we're just going to keep you up to date on the changes that are going to be happening to Rider Club Radio through social media, uh, at Rider Club Radio for now, maybe at Rider Club if I can get it, probably not. We'll keep you updated. But probably Rider Club monthly. Yeah. Uh, however, we're not changing the email. You could still send your emails in to riderclubradio at gmail.com for now until forever. Until the end of days. Until the end of this podcast. Yes. Not this podcast, the next one. Until the end of the next one. Uh, I would like to personally thank everybody that's been listening to this podcast uh, for any amount of time. Even if you're jumping on for the first time, I appreciate that you listen to us ramble about something we love. Everyone who sent in emails and followed us on Twitter and bought a t-shirt and downloaded a wallpaper or whatever. Yeah, just anything that you've done to show that you like our program... I'm very appreciative of it. We appreciate because we didn't expect anybody to like this thing when we started it. No, we uh, went to fucking the Mecca board on 4chan. <laughs> yeah, and that just, was like shilled it. That was our home turf. Uh, thank you to Tamaz for being a, a fun part of the show. He wasn't on a ton, but he was always great to have on when he was. 
Thank uh, you to One Off Max. Yeah, thank you, We'd Max, love to have for you doing again. A, a commentary track with us. We appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Ian Vaffler, the yeah. ultimate one off. And shenanigans. Uh, wherever the fuck you are. Where you guys are. <laughs> we remember. Thank you. Uh, and again, thank thank you everybody for listening, and hopefully you'll join us for Rider Club Monthly at the end of October. See you. Bye. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Ore no kyodai ichigo Oh, oh, oh.